The scripture reading from the New International Version. You'll find that on uh, page 1071 in the hymnals in the rack, if you don't have your Bibles. If you have the large print edition there, it's page 1590. It's from Luke 2, 1 through 20. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, The shepherds said one to another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which was just as been told them. May God bless the reading of his word. Turn it over to Brother Neil. Turn your eyes to the screen and we're going to watch a kid's version. God sent an angel to Mary, and she was surprised. The angel's name was Gabriel, and he had wings and was bright, and he greeted her, saying, Good morning. You're beautiful with God's beauty, beautiful inside and out. 
She didn't know what was happening. Mary was kind of nervous. But Cherry's full of wonder. The angel Gabriel told Mary she had nothing to fear and that God had a special surprise for her. She was going to have a baby. And Mary was really surprised. She and Joseph weren't married or anything. Gabriel told her the baby was to be called Jesus. King of kings. Emmanuel, the son of God. Then the angel went to tell Joseph about the baby. He told him in a dream because he was sleeping. When Joseph waked up, I think he was kind of scared. All confused. But he did what the angel of the Lord commanded. And he made Mary his wife. Then Mary went to visit her cousin Elizabeth. She was pregnant too, and she was a lot older. When Mary got there and Elizabeth heard her, the baby in her belly jumped. What a marvel. And pretty cool. Elizabeth knew that Mary had the Son of God in her belly. Then Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken. He wanted to count all of the people. Mary and Joseph had to travel all the way to Bethlehem. And it wasn't an easy trip. They had to travel really far on a donkey. And Mary, she was like really heavy because she was really pregnant. Mary and Joseph needed a place to stay to have the baby. Everywhere they went, there was no place for them. There no room for them or the donkey. Everyone said, no, no. Then, finally, one of the innkeepers said they could use his stable. When they went in, the sheep and dog and stuff. I mean, it was a burn. It wasn't really a place made for a king. That's where Mary had the baby. And they loved it. And the shepherds were hanging it out in the field with the sheep. God sent his angels and told them to follow the star. And the shepherds did. They went all the way to Bethlehem, following the shiny star. And there was the wise men, three, following the star, and their arms were full of gifts. They were so excited to meet the newborn king. They all got there at just the right time. They were all there to see baby Jesus. And he wasn't just any baby. He's our Savior! <laughs> Happened something like that, right? Hey, uh, it's good to be with you on this Sunday that falls between Christmas and New Year, and you never know what you're going to get, so I'm glad to see you all here. <laughs> uh, kids, if you didn't get one of these, you can, you can get one. Uh, one of our ushers can help you out in the uh, foyer back there. But if you did, you'll see a list of words in here, and I've got to change a couple of them on you because things kind of shifted during the week. So 
Kids, if you're going to be kind of keeping a, a tally of how many times I say what words need to help you out here, you can cross out manger, just cross it right out. And we'll add good news instead. And you can cross out gift, and you can put bad news there. <laughs> All right? We'll talk about good news and bad news in a minute. The rest of them should, you should be all right with. So, um, that is that. And, hey, did you, you like the new jacket? Christmas gift? You know what this thing's made out of? Camel hair. That's what they tell me. 100% camel hair. I've never had anything camel hair before. But let me tell you something. I used to feel bad for John the Baptist. You know, it said, it said he wore camel hair and he, and he ate locust and honey. I don't know about the locust thing, but if the guy was wearing this and eating honey, he was doing all right. Just don't care what they tell you. A couple of neat things to share with you. One, um, Mike mentioned the, the Christ's birthday offering we took last week, which was an offering we take each Christmas for missions work. And we had set a goal of 1200 and last I heard, we had exceeded 1,800. Uh, so that's something we can celebrate. Yes. And all of that goes to missions work. Uh, a couple other things that I'll celebrate with you. We sent a little gift and card to the missionaries that our church supports. And uh, we've heard back from some of them. Just another card we got was uh, from the Kreitzers, who are missionaries to Native Americans. And they just wanted to say, um, dear friends of missions, your generosity has blessed us exceedingly this Christmas. And uh, they said that they plan to visit family this Christmas, and they just wanted to say thank you. And that's from Sherman and Kay Kreitzer uh, at the Intercultural Chapel in Nebraska. And also, a a card came in from uh, Brother Dennis Anger. And Mary Faith. And they said, Brother Neil and Julie and the Cypress Street Church family, we wish you all a wonderful Christmas season. We're thankful for you and continue to pray God's richest blessings upon you. We love and appreciate you, Brother Dennis and Mary Faith. And so that was a neat card to get as well. And I know several of you sent them something as well, and they wanted to respond. Well, this morning we're going to maybe depart a little bit from a a normal sermon and uh, just kind of wanted to share kind of a Christmassy devotion with you. And if I had come up with a title better than Christmas devotion, it might have been something about good news and bad news. You know, newspapers are kind of a dying breed, aren't they? Uh, Those of you that subscribe to the newspaper still have probably found that your newspaper gets a little thinner from year to year. That's happening all across the U.S., I guess. Uh, the newspapers, they hire less reporters, they print less things, and uh, I guess that's because of the new, a lot of people are looking online for their news and that kind of thing, uh, for better or worse. But newspapers uh, always seem to carry news for some reason, and uh, usually it's not very good news, is it? Big news is seldom good news. Uh, Just the front of today's news star, New York City cop mourned tensions linger. Or uh, flu season expected to be rough, you think? (laughs) 
<laughs> They're just figuring that one out. <laughs> Our church can testify. Uh, somewhere in here I found they had kind of a, oh yeah, here we go. A look at the top stories in Louisiana during 2014. Top stories. There's several on here about uh, elections, which are never good news, right? <laughs> it's, uh, well, it might be good news for somebody. It's bad news for somebody else. That's how those things go. Uh, you got some, something on here about Common Core. Folks were for it. Now they're against it. All that good stuff. Budget woes. <laughs> Gulf oil spill. They're still talking about that. Something says gruesome find. I don't even want to read that one. Oyster issues. That doesn't sound good either. <laughs> A kissing congressman. That's not usually good either. Somebody killed. Somebody shot. Those are the top stories. That's the uh, kind of news you usually get. The angel that came to the shepherds said that he brought good news of great joy for all people. Now this, that seems exceedingly rare, doesn't it? I mean, good news is rare enough. Of great joy, that's pretty much unheard of, but for all people... I mean, like we said, I mean, usually if it's good news for somebody, it's bad news for somebody else. If it's good news for the lender, it's bad news for the borrower. If it's good news for the union, it's bad news for the business owner. If it's good news for the Democrats, it's bad news for the Republicans, and so forth. So, good news of great joy for all people. Huh, that's really something. At the time that the angels brought that news, they were pretty much the only ones that knew the news, right? I mean, Joseph and Mary did, but they weren't running around telling many people probably at that point. They were, <laughs> they were on damage control, I can assure you, in a manger with a brand new baby. But the angels knew, and they, they came and shared this news with these shepherds for some reason. And then they left it to the shepherds from there, and the shepherds heard and they went and they saw and then it says that they went and they told people about what they had seen. Let's be honest though with good news with this particular good news the good news doesn't always feel so good or at least we don't always act like it's that good of news. I mean, if, if I asked or I challenged you, gave you an assignment to go out today, find somebody, and tell them this good news, how many of you, I mean, maybe a couple of you, so maybe we shouldn't answer, but <laughs> probably the vast majority of us would be like, ah, you know, uh, that doesn't, it wouldn't sound like our favorite assignment of the week, probably, to go out and, and find someone to tell them the good news. And... You know, maybe that's where our culture's out at. You know, you find most of the time when you hear Jesus in the news, it's debatable or they're debating something or, you know, it's controversy. Uh, you know, people, people have lots of opinions about it. No one wants to be preached to. 
if you bring it up, you might get scoffed at or scorned or criticized or just get into a conversation you would have rather not been in. Some of us sit down with family members even at, at Christmas and, and, you know, with some family member or another who just thinks that all this faith stuff is a bunch of crock. And, and so they just like to jab a little bit and they might say something like, I don't know how you believe in all that stuff. Or I don't know how you could believe in a, in a God that allows this to happen or that to happen. Or, you know, those church people are all just a bunch of hypocrites. I don't know how you can hang out with them. And pretty soon we learn to keep our heads down, don't we? And keep our mouths shut. And we end up acting like the good news is bad news. So what do we do about this? I was thinking about, you know, what the shepherds did when they went and they they heard first and then they saw and then they went and told people. What I don't think they did was I don't think that they went out and got in a in an argument over whether the angels were real or just a figment of their imagination. I don't think that they went out and, and discussed and debated how, you know, whether this baby was going to be the one to deliver them from the Roman oppression. Or, you know, how could a good God let these Romans oppress us in the first place? I, I don't think they really got into all those discussions and debates, right? They just said, hey, we heard this, we saw this, isn't this incredible? They just shared their experience. We just experienced this. Hmm. What do you do when you win something exciting or something really good happens to you or you get a promotion? Or you buy the house you've always wanted, or the car you've always wanted, or you get that really good grade on your test at school, or catch a ton of fish out there on the lake. I mean, we all kind of react to good news differently, but the bottom line is we all try to get it out there some way or another. You know, there's some of us that like to shout it from the rooftops, got a promotion, post it on Facebook. You know, anything you can do. And then there's others of us that like to be more low-key, you know, and, and we, but we find kind of sly ways to underwhelm you with it. You know, well, you know, I was out there hunting the other day, and I didn't do a whole lot, but, the, you know, this 52-point uh, buck walked out in front of me, and the antler almost snagged my feet in the stand, and I just kind of dropped on him. It wasn't a big deal, can't fit him in my house, but but some way or another, we all want to share news that's touched us in a positive way, don't we? That's just something natural. We can't hold it in. We got to find some way, either sly or just out there, to do it. So let me ask you just a personal question. As we get into this Christmas devotion today, has the, the good news of Jesus been good news for you? Has the good news been good news in your life? Why? 
Why has it been good? How has it been good? What was good about it? What has been your experience, your personal experience, since embracing this news of a Savior King who was born for us, who gave His life that we might find new life in Him? I'd like to suggest that we're not required to get into debates about all that stuff we mentioned before. You know, society's qualms about God and their curiosities about theology and, uh, or even hypocritical Christians. But what we are called to do, what we should do just in the natural outflow of our life like we do in every other area of life is what the shepherds did. And just be prepared to give a reason for the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Just be prepared to say, hey, here's why I have this hope. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know why bad things happen to good people. But I believe that Jesus died for me, that he rose again so that I can have a new life. And I've had more peace since then than I've ever known. Or, yeah, I don't know, you know, some, some church folks can be kind of crazy. I don't always get that, don't have it all figured out why that is, but I believe that Jesus died and rose again so I could have a new life in Him, and you wouldn't believe how my life is different now than it was. I was a pretty hopeless case before that. I mean, just... It doesn't have to be a debate. Most people that bring up those little jabs and comments, they're not really looking for a conversation anyway, are they? <laughs> they don't really want the conversation. They just want to get their little two cents in, sting you a little bit, and leave you, you know, driving down the road later. I should have said this. <laughs> just let me at them again. You know, next Christmas. But really... All we have to do is what the shepherds did. Tell them what we've heard, what we've seen, what we've experienced. How, I mean, just get back to the basics. We believe Jesus actually was born, that he actually died, that he rose again, so that we could have new life in him. And how has that impacted you? What good news do you have to share If it doesn't feel like you have a whole lot of good news to share, may I just suggest to you that maybe it's been too long since you've drawn near to the manger like those shepherds did. That's just a Christmassy way of saying it was the shepherds' encounter with Jesus that set them ablaze with this news. And if we're not drawing near to God, then we may not have a whole lot of good news, at least good recent news, to share. So maybe you're in need of a fresh encounter with Jesus. And here we are coming up on New Year's Eve. Everyone likes to make the resolutions. Maybe yours just ought to be to draw near to Jesus. Have some fresh experience with Him. 
so that you'll have some good news to share. Would you draw near to him? If you do, if you seek him with all your heart, he says you'll find him. He says, if you'll draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. Maybe if we do that this year, we can stop acting like the good news is bad news. Maybe we can be a little bit more real with people even, instead of trying to deliver the churchy one-liners that we have sometimes that don't come across as that genuine to people. And instead we can just share some good news like we would in any other aspect of our lives. Maybe we'll be prepared to give an answer for the hope we have. I'm going to pray and then we're going to share, Julie and I are going to share a song that just says, draw near. Draw near. And that's my thought that I want to leave you with today as you go from this place. Don't forget it. Write it down if you need to. Draw near. Draw near today. Draw near in this new year. And then we'll, uh, after we've sung that little song, we'll ask you to stand and we're going to sing Silent Night together. And uh, As I pray, uh, if you got in the back, if you want to turn down the lights a little bit, we'll just kind of have a dimmer uh, end to our service. But let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I thank you, God, that you drew near to us when we could not draw near to you. You made a way through your Son, Jesus Christ. God, I give you praise for that. I thank you. I pray, Lord, that in this Christmas season, as we approach this new year, Lord, that you would allow us to seek you and find you. Give us a fresh experience of your grace in our lives, of your love in our life, of your power in our life, so that we might have some good news to share with our friends, with our family. Lord, we love you. We pray that you draw near to us as we draw near to you. Amen.